It's time to hammer. Okay. Now I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. The Young Chunks Podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, everybody, to another episode of After the Credits. I am Christopher here with Sean and Ryan Davis today to talk about First Man, starring Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy, right? That's her name? Yeah. Claire Foy. It's the most recent film from acclaimed director Damien Chazelle, known for La La Land and Whiplash. But before we get into that, uh, how uh, how has everyone been doing? Uh, Ryan? I've been doing great, Chris. Thanks for asking. Um, boy, oh boy, it's been a while since we've seen each other, um, and it, we're last, still last not. weekend. Yep. <laughs> uh, but since that time, let me tell you about all the things I've done. Um, I've watched Maniac. I finished the Maniac. That was a fun show, huh? That was a good one. Yep, I watched. I finished that. Did you watch that, Chris? Yeah. Not yet, but. I keep hearing about it, and if I keep hearing about it, I may just watch it. The way you're talking, Chris, reminds me of another show I just finished, BoJack Horseman, um, which is just one of the best shows ever written by mankind. It's also one of my favorite shows. I'm speaking sort of sarcastically, but I'm being 100% serious. I freaking love that show so much. Uh, uh, How are you being sarcastic? Yeah, what was the sarcastic uh, Just my tone. uh, Just to confuse confuse the audience. You know, (laughs) keep them guessing. Uh, I also watched Dragon Prince. Maybe we'll do an episode on that. Uh, Yeah, hey, Spoiler alert. we do an episode of that? (laughs) It's Vince here? Vince. Vince, Vince, write in and tell us if we're going to do an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also saw A Simple Favor, which I freaking loved. Um, I also saw Venom, which... And I started watching. <laughs> he left it silent because we're going to have an episode about that. He doesn't want to spoil the discussion. Yeah, you can fix that in post. Just Sean, you say whatever. I'll just you think insert our about. entire Venom episode into that <laughs> moment. That, that pause. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I started watching uh, how, uh, the Haunting of House Hill or Hill House. I don't know. It's yeah, two H's. Hill House. Yeah. Film. I've never been right, but I am yeah. also well into that series. Yeah, I, well, I only started watching that because you both recommended it, and I am – it's torture for me. It's just absolute <laughs> torture. You know how much I struggle through scary things. Uh, it's the worst. But I also love it because it's really well-made, so, you know, that's all yeah. good. I'm like uh, episode six. I think there's ten episodes total. I'm on episode six or seven. It's really – like, I mean, for people who haven't watched it, it's it's Conjuring. It's, it's like The Conjuring if it was made in – to a TV series that sounds so long, but yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously it's different, but similar vibe and stuff. But yeah, it's really, really, really well done, creepy and spooky, and but uh, it's not something I recommend watching by yourself right before you go to bed in your apartment <laughs> where you live, which is no what I've else. been doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, I mean, I was watching an episode today in the middle of the day with lights everywhere nice lights and i was still i mean i commented to sean while i was watching the episode that i was still very effectively creeped out and (laughs) kind of cringing at moments and my own little social commentary in my scared state (laughs) just trying to just trying to have a voice in the room with me that's not the freaking show (laughs) 
<laughs> I have this voice, but usually it's me just going, no, no. <laughs> that's that's what my experience is yeah. like. I mean, it's really like it's funny because it is just like a kind of classic haunted house stuff. Like, yeah, I wouldn't even say it's doing anything revolutionary, but the same way that's what I mean kind of with Conjuring is that they just do it so well. Yeah, they don't have. There's a few jump scares, but really? most of I think so, in episode, so episode couple, up to episodes. episode four. I've watched episode four. I don't think I've seen a single jump scare. I think it's all been very telegraphed, but just so suspenseful that you're just like, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what you classify as a jump scare. I think to me, a jump scare is just like even if you're kind of anticipating it, where they just loud noise bah, right in the face, right? Yeah. Like, like and there's. I, I, like I said, there hasn't been a lot. I can maybe think of two or three hmm. in total. Um, but it's less about that and it's more just like, uh, I don't know, just like every every shot is just like you're anticipating something. Yeah. And 90% of the time, nothing will even happen. But you're just no. like, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah, like just all this scene, well, spoiler, but just like that scene where in episode one where they – the main character is just talking to a lady, and it's just the most pleasant conversation. Yeah. And, but the whole time, I'm like, "Oh God, oh God, oh no!" Just uh, the way they film it. <laughs> also, I don't know if this. I a friend was telling me about it after I watched a fair amount of the episodes. He was saying that like there's a lot of stuff in the background where there's just like ghosts in windows in random like shots like that aren't necessarily scary shots or post supposed to be scary moments, but just like. In lots of backgrounds of shots and just, like, in the periphery, there's, like, weird stuff or ghosts and stuff. So, like, the last episode I've been trying to pay attention. I, I haven't noticed anything, but that also adds a whole other element. Like, oh, man, what? <laughs> just like, yeah, huh. I mean, it's just, I haven't noticed that. There's, yeah. I mean, Mike Flanagan does just a phenomenal job. And it. so I was just describing this to Kay, and I was just like, you know, this is... I feel like this is almost like this is us, but with like a supernatural horror twist, right? Because it's it's very much like the horror is kind of like just the setting, and but it's very much just a character drama, right? And you got all these oh, characters yeah, totally. like dealing coping with this tragedy and stuff like that, and it's I don't know, it's just yeah, it's like it's just ultimately it's about the family. I think that's also why it kind of transcends just a normal yeah. horror thing or whatever and and why it works as a show too like right because yeah you know as most scary things like hold your attention for a movie length but how's a scare how am i going to be scared for 10 episodes yeah like it's american like, well, they, horror story yeah. would be like another con uh yeah thing to i haven't actually to, watched but that, so i, I, I don't know i felt like that show I, I only watched the first two seasons but i felt like that show had a lot of trouble you know like mm. maintaining that suspense yeah. over so many episodes it just started to fall apart but yeah, yeah i haven't watched so i can't say but i just mean for this anyway like the the good like just like the character stuff and a lot of the themes and other stuff that the show's about carries it while it's still being scary and busy care about yeah. the characters and i like all the characters too and just you know anyways good it's also, show it's also torture because it is yeah. so good i want i want to watch it <laughs> I but I get so scared <laughs> and I'm like I don't know if my heart can take it right now like I can't watch two episodes I need to calm down first but like I just like there's that mystery like the mystery and you're trying to unravel it and you and he does such a good yeah. job and I want to know more about it and uh, I just uh, I gotta take it I gotta take it a little bit at a time yeah also I kind of don't want to like watch it too because I kind of want to 
let it sink in a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't want to just like binge it and be done with it in two days. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's like over and I don't have the time to like think about and process and kind of. Whereas if I've been trying to just like at least watch just one episode a night, I feel again, not great right before you go to bed, but it <laughs> definitely lets me think about it more and just like sink in more for sure as I can't sleep for another couple hours. But yeah, plenty of time to think about this. <laughs> as you lie awake in bed, yeah, yes. <laughs> staring at the ceiling, ho- hoping. hoping there's not a car up there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe we could do an episode on that or something. But although uh, we have talked about it a lot already, but uh, that's true. Re- recommend that. I mean, there's so much to say about it. I mean, because yeah. very much each episode has a lot to say about yeah. like different forms of cope coping, you know, yeah. and everything like that. So, yeah. Anyways, cool. What about uh, you, Sean? What have you been up to? Yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, well, I've all, well, I've obviously also watched that show and maniac i watched um dragon prince as well i saw um mandy have you guys heard of that this is a little couple weeks ago but we uh, yeah i, I wanted to see that but i did not i was it as it. good as promised or as it looked anyway uh yeah i liked it a lot i think um it wasn't quite what i expected i i just watched it on amazon because it's it was hard hard to find playing in theaters but you can buy it on Amazon or, you know, stream it. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Uh, but, yeah, it's really good. Like, it's, like, the first half of the film is really formalistic and just psychedelic. Like, not psychedelic, but like, lack of a better term, psychedelic. Where it's just, like, just really, really in your headspace with colors and metaphor. And it's real simple and it's real slow. Like, it's it's a little bit different than what I expected in that regard. But then it kind of turns into a little bit more what you were expecting based on the trailers, where it's just, like, hyper-violent, and it's kind of campy, but also just, like, really intense. And, yeah. like, there's a scene with two guys sword fighting with chainsaws. Like, that actually kind of gives you an <laughs> idea. <laughs> At the same time, there's literally, like, a shot of this woman staring at the camera with, like, weird kind of melodic you know music playing and she's like staring at the camera for like three minutes straight and that's a shot with just like man vibrant (laughs) neon red colors just like inundating your face um i highly recommend yeah it's probably unlike most things you'll see for sure this year in a while it's really good It, it i can't like i don't know i wouldn't recommend it to like mom or something but yeah. you know <laughs> uh sorry i don't know mom go watch it if you want but just be prepared um but yeah i it was i, I it's an interesting film for sure I, I liked it a lot but i know it's not for everyone so nick cage was good in it though too so that was kind of cool uh funny story about that i was going to watch mandy we were showing it uh at work in our screening room uh and that was Thursday night, but it was the Thursday night we were going to record. So I, instead, I came, I went home to record, but then we didn't end up recording. So, hmm, way to go, unnamed person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, you should still watch it. I mean, like I said, it's on Amazon. It's only a couple bucks. So I, I recommend it for sure. Cool. Um, also, another film that is really relevant came out last year that i watched um a wrinkle in time is on netflix oh i watched that too actually (laughs) did you think it was 
the worst, as awful as I did? God, yeah. the movie was so bad. It was so bad. However, I will say this. There was one scene, and it didn't belong in the movie, but it was my favorite scene, and uh, who's Reese? Who's it? Is it Reese? Reese Witherspoon? Who's... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So and she says this line. It's funny. It's actually on my little notepad that I'm looking at right now. Uh, it's, she says, wild nights are my glory. And I was like, oh, man, that's like me. I'm her or something. I don't know. It was a good line. <laughs> the rest of the movie was garbage. It was so bad. It yeah. was like... I remember when it came out, getting bad, getting bad reviews, but not like awful, just kind of like mediocre and just like you know, overall. And so I was like, eh, whatever, it'll be a fun kids fantasy adventure. And I remember the book and like in the book as a kid. Yeah, I love the book. But it was not at all. What even if I followed the plot of the book, it did not capture what the no, book. Was it did not. I was like, man, man, I at first I thought man, I must be misremembering the book. Like, it didn't have the same spirit. Or like, I thought this <laughs> book was about this and not whatever this garbage is. Yeah, but... like, I don't know if it was my least favorite movie of the year this year, but it might be, even though it came out last year. It was uh, it was, it was really bad. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, uh, and, yeah, so don't watch that. Go watch <laughs> Mandy instead. Yeah. Um, Definitely the same audience group, too, so. <laughs> yes. A lot of crossover. Um, and that's it. Let's see. I saw, I've seen some other movies, but I can't. Well. Oh, uh, El, El Battle Royale at the <laughs> Bad Royale Times. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Um, maybe we'll do a movie, uh, movie but, or an episode about that. I liked it. I saw Simple Favor as well. I like that. Yeah. And Venom. It's good. Which yeah. my opinions will be withheld for now. Uh, indeed. Uh, yeah. Oh, one thing uh, before we get to Chris's update. One thing I am looking forward to this month is the new Castlevania uh, oh, yeah. season. Oh, yeah. eight, I think eight more episodes at the end of this month. We so get, that's uh, yummy. That's like, two, that's like two seasons based oh, on the ooh. length of the season one. <laughs> is it boy, a, oh, is, boy. Is it a spoiler if I say right now that uh, Alucard is Dracula spelled backwards? Oh, Chris, you <laughs> jerk. Oh, that's a spoiler. <laughs> it's a grammatical spoiler. Yeah. Um, and then also the next season of The Patriot is coming out early next month. Yep. So two great things to inspire my continued existence. <laughs> uh, also, Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out at the end of this month. So some more stuff. If you have the space on, on the your hard drive front. for it. Yeah, you could go out and buy a new external hard drive for your system to install the game on but uh, uh, these zingers you guys yeah these dirty zingers you're getting the audience in stitches take that rock star in your 100 hour work weeks <laughs> we'll, we'll really roast them teach them oh, to boy. do that <laughs> uh well chris what what about you what have you been watching reading playing <laughs> or or oh man i've been doing a little of all driving that. You're driving. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I guess a quick quick thing is uh, I know you guys, I mean, you guys read this guy because you got me into him, but the new uh, Murakami book came out and I've started that and it's 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 pretty good. It's called Killing Commendator. Killing Commendator. How's it rank in his, in his canon? Well, I am like... Five chapters in, and already things are getting a little weird. Um, not super weird, 
but the it's stuff is stuff are definitely off uh <laughs> but no no it's it's pretty interesting so far i can't wait to get deeper into it because he he always you know has something to say at the end of the day and it's usually something good so yeah actually that reminds me i just finished his first book which is uh hear the wincing and then I'm on his second book, which is a sequel to that called Pinball 1973. I'm almost done with that one. Nice. Man, I, I, uh, I've, I honestly say Hard-Boiled Wonderland and the End of the World is my favorite book of all time. I freaking love that book. All time? Wow. Yeah. My, well, my favorite Murakami book is Spud Spud Sweetheart. Sweetheart. Yep. Yeah. I know. I've talked to you. Yeah. I like that. That's up there. That's up there. That's a really good book, too. Yeah, both of those are up there. I think, I think I like Sputnik Sweetheart a little bit more, but I don't know. I think Hardboard one reason I... was, the, it was the first one I read of his, though. So yeah, I should maybe go back and read that one since mm-hmm. that was mine first as well. I think I like Sputnik because it's so it's concise. It's yeah, it, exactly. It it it's, it's what I love about his writing is so like pure and yeah. profound, but not pretentious. And I don't know, it's just. I will say that the yeah. book I think best encapsulates his writing is uh, of the ones I've read anyway is um, Wind Up Bird Chronicle. I think that is maybe his like like it's not his best work. Murakami yeah, itself. it's not his best work. It's not you know, but I think it like if you if someone wanted an idea of what his writing is like as a whole, I think if they read that book, they would get the best like idea collectively of what have you yeah. have you guys uh read 1q84 yeah yeah i read that yeah. okay i was gonna say i think that one's a little bit more overindulgent than wind up bird crime yeah I agree. yeah that's true he, he kind of goes <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I mean, because I remember thinking Wind Up Bird Chronicle was overindulgent, and then I read IQ eighty four. I'm like, no, nah. Wind yeah. Up Bird Chronicle was kind of tame in comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'll I'll keep you guys informed as I get through this. But it's it's six hundred pages long, so it'll be a little bit. Uh, let's see. I've I've seen a lot of the same things you guys have. Um, super jazzed on Hill House. Uh, I really want to watch Apostle, which is the new movie from. Mm. Uh, the guy that made Raid, but we talked about that last time, so we won't go into that. Uh, I watched uh, A Star is Born, which uh-huh. was fantastic. And maybe, oh. maybe we'll do an episode about that. I, Bradley Cooper, man. Uh, I was not prepared. I think <laughs> right right now I have a hard time seeing him not getting Best Actor. Oh, this right. is interesting because uh, I've heard some word of mouth and they said pretty much the exact yeah, didn't, opposite what didn't, you're, didn't kevin hate it yeah you're he said re- it was like the one of the worst films ever although oh, kevin does mostly hate was, most things i was gonna Still, say wait on a this second one, I think isn't I trust kevin him. usually the opposite of what reality is that's fairly true yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean to be yeah. fair he legitimately loves tim and eric not in a sarcastic manner well, well does I anyone do like some tim and eric in a sarcastic manner I, I think people who like Tim and Eric like Tim and Eric genuinely. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't know. I know. I, I do. I genuinely like them. But he also hated Boyhood, so I think that's all you need to hear. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's that. Uh, other than that, I've been uh, playing. I've been sucked completely into the Destiny 2 gameplay loop, and I can't stop. Someone please help me. 
So how does it, like, everyone says that Destiny 2 Forsaken is the best Destiny yet. Is it? Do you? Uh, so not that that's very hard to claim because it actually has a pretty solid narrative that they go a little bit more traditional game play or game uh, storytelling manner with like mm-hmm. with F- FMVs and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I would say it, it probably is the best. And I mean, other than that, the gameplay is the same. They just add on to it, update some things, add more mm-hmm. weapons, so on and so forth, which is pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, I'm just now I'm just sucked into doing strikes and dailies and weeklies and getting exotic weapons. Exotic, exotic where, weapons. Where do they Where do they come from? Uh. I like to think uh, weirdly deep orc butts. Um, <laughs> oh, no. that's not the exotic I was thinking of. But right. <laughs> uh, no, so there's that. Uh, I, as I said before we started recording, uh, I'm getting myself back into Dragon Quest Eleven now that I am done with Spider-Man for the moment. Oh yeah, I finished Spider-Man too. We both beat Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man? I will. I will definitely go back to it. Uh, with the DLC, I want to play the DLC. I just, I'll probably, I probably won't hop right back into it when the DLC comes out. I'll probably hold off and focus on Dragon Quest and Destiny for now. And and yourself. And myself, really, just reflect on myself. Um, that, that's not gonna happen. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's. Uh, I got a couple more VR games I want to try out. Uh, that Astrobot game, which is getting phenomenal reviews, I still need to try out. Yep. Um, yeah. And then just busy with busy with work. We announced uh, since the last time we recorded, we announced our new game, Lone Echo Two, is coming out. Yay! Uh, we have a pretty cool uh, 360 trailer. You can watch the video on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, on uh, now I'm just upselling. It's dumb. Uh, the the Oculus Go and we'll be out on the Oculus Rift soon for viewing pleasure. But yeah, so full steam ahead on that game and Echo Combat's coming out soon, November fifteenth. Hopefully, Ryan, you'll play it. And oh, I'm gonna play it. You can come... <clears throat> mark my words. Can um can Rad sponsor our podcast? Uh, I'll talk to Rue about that. I'll say, hey, Rue, you want to sponsor our podcast? And it'll be like, who are you again? <laughs> nah, I'm, he knows me. I like to think. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had to reassure the audience, like, no, guys, don't worry. He knows me. <laughs> Trust me, the the co owner of the company knows me. Uh, you're a big wig down at the cracker factory. Yeah. Uh,. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, Vince, what are you up to? <laughs> uh, I'll Vince, just... answer the question. A- answer the a- question, Vince. Vince? Vince? Vincent? Vincent. Vince. 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 Answer the question. Answer the question, Vince. Answer right. line roar now. Uh, All right. Hey, guys. Well, new... let's get into the movie, eh? All right. Yeah, let's let's talk about Adam movie Eves. number three, Damien Chazelle. Who wants to go first? Who wants? Let's just start with brief. Br- should we start with brief opinions or should we actually just like break it down and then go into opinions? 
What? Break what down? Kind of like, you know, talk about it more in like a piecemeal fashion and then give opinions. Like overall opinions. Or should we give our overall opinion first and then break it down? Let's just go with our traditional thing. Ryan, what do you think of this? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of overcomplicating this first it. Yeah. man? Well, so, the, you knew what was going to happen when you put me as the lead on this one. I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I liked it. I did. Uh, I think I, these kinds of movies, like the biopic, uh, historical, blah, blah, blah kind of films, usually don't inspire me or they don't excite me when I'm going into the theater, because uh, partly because I already kind of, well, I, I know we went to the moon, right? I know that happened. So not too or exciting there. And, and maybe I didn't really think that, I was like, ah, I don't know, is Neil Armstrong that interesting of an individual? So it wasn't too, uh, I guess, yeah, excited to walk into the movie theater, but um, based on who was in it, and I knew I was walking into a good movie, and that always excites me. So there's that element that was great. Um, and yeah, this film was not very well known, I don't think. When I was telling people today that I went to see this movie last night, um, they're like, what is that movie? And I was like, it stars Ryan Gosling. And then they're like, oh, well, why didn't you leave with that? And I'm like, because I think going to the moon is a little more important than the existence of Ryan Go- Gosling. But of course I'm wrong. Nope. You yeah. that. I was going to yeah. say you're wrong. Uh, but anyway, uh, no, anyway, so yeah, I, I did like the film quite a bit. Um, there's a lot of things, just like, this elements, like, okay, we've seen the story probably before in some form or another, um, so what are they going to do different? I, I really liked, uh, obviously, the shots. Um, like, I like that they, especially early on in the film, they restrained themselves from showing any exteriors, um, which I think they mostly kept throughout the film and the close shots gave this element of claustrophobia because, well, yeah, you're in this tight little capsule. But I think that was also important because we're trying to get to know this Neil guy, right? And the astronauts and the folks that had to go through this and that kind of keeps us in their headspace. Uh, so that was cool. I like that. Some cool things, this filmmaking-wise, I thought were fun to study. Uh, also the music I thought was awesome because, you know, this guy's first two films were... <laughs> the focal point is music. So I was like, what is it going to do with music in this movie? And it was kind of interesting also. Um, yeah. And also I didn't realize that many people died trying to get us to the moon. So that was also interesting. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Sean. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, we're talking about Hill house again. Um, oh, that sounds great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, <clears throat> I liked it. I think I was maybe a little bit more tempered than. Well, I don't know. I didn't. I don't think Ryan sounded. Didn't sound like you like loved it. I think you no. Kind of, I didn't love it. I I, yeah. I liked it. You know, I appreciated yeah, I it, it maybe more than I liked it. I think that. to me it was maybe a little too long. I felt like the third act was great. I think them actually going to the moon was was <laughs> was the most like. Well, obviously the most visually and viscerally kind of exciting, interesting part. But I also just felt like it was where everything, uh, like I, I was aware of what was going on. Whereas in the first like hour, it just, it felt like just like, yeah, you know, we're getting to the moon here. Just put up yeah. with this stuff until we get to the moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and also like, I, I think Ryan Gosling's a great actor and stuff, but I don't, don't know if it was well cast. Although I don't know. Neil Armstrong, so right. maybe that's what he's like. But he came across as really like neurotic a little and like a yeah. peculiar person. 
And I, it was like, okay, I guess it just felt weird. Like, did anyone else? Do you guys kind of get? Yeah, what I thought it was a little bit of a miscast. I mean, mostly because when you cast Ryan Gosling, you sort of know what you're getting, right? Yeah. Uh, and I don't. Yeah, like you said, I don't know who Neil was, but is that really who he was? That's yeah, he, it seems a little odd. I mean, maybe it's a clash of my own perceptions of what I think Neil Armstrong is and what he's like. So maybe he is like that. That's that uh, sure. But in the film, it comes across as almost like, like I don't want to say, like you know, he's on the spectrum or something. But it did kind of almost feel like that a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. do, do you know what I mean by that on the spectrum? You know, like yeah, yeah. When you diagnose children with um, Asperger's syndrome or whatever, right? Like yeah. Anyways, that's what it kind of felt like. It is are they going for that? Is this intentional, or yeah, is it just it, like the way the the direct the choices they made as a director slash actor? You know, like I don't know. It was just kind of weird. <clears throat> Anyways, so <clears throat> sorry. So that was one thing that it was more distraction than a detraction, but um, it was still there. And then I also like I don't know some of the the thematic elements i i don't i don't it's not a knock against the quality of the film but all it just didn't make me really love it by which i mean it was i don't know it was kind of a cold film in a lot of ways <coughs> if that makes it was, sense yeah yeah like I, I just think like thematically there was a lot of things of just like cast aside all of your like human connections and and don't like we just have to have people who are willing to sacrifice things to push humanity forward and and any naysayers screw them they're not willing well, to do what it takes yeah i mean that was one of the in- more interesting parts of the film right is that the protests and the yeah. th- the, the the voice against it and I, I was confused on how i was supposed to feel about that am i supposed to be siding with the protesters because yeah it is a big waste of money and a bunch of astronauts mm-hmm. keep dying yeah you know what i mean like it's like well wait they kind of have a point maybe we shouldn't be going to the moon but then i'm like but we went to the freaking moon and that was rad yeah that's what everyone remembers about it i think to me like those those parts just kind of reinforced my confusion the stuff that kind of originally kind of introduced me to those kind of feelings though is is early on with neil himself where i never really got a sense of like why he wanted was so set on this and I'm not saying it wasn't there. I'm just saying I never really picked on. I never really got his real motivation. Like, why was he so obsessed about doing this? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if the ending. Oh, wait, do we do we advise viewers upon spoilers yet? <laughs> well, we haven't, but it, it's too late now. I hope All right, we viewers, sorry. We, we landed on the moon, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the, the spoiler is about to mention is at the end of the film with the the bracelet thing. Yeah. Was that what he was? Yeah, exactly. That's that. why I got to get to the moon. moon to drop. Well, like, it, I don't think it was that was why he wanted to go to the moon. I think that was his driving focus, right? Was he was so grief stricken by that and then just the compounding of the people he knew, his friends dying in between then and stuff like that that it just he 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 was just like I'm going to put my head down and that's how I'm going to deal with grief. Right, he's like, I'm going. To, yeah, I'm going to accomplish this. I think that's what I ta- what I mean though is because basically it's like at the beginning of the film, he's he's all about his 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 
daughter and his family and they're like you know look you have these opportunities like nah i gotta i gotta make sure karen's all right that's his daughter's name and all that's but then when his i guess yeah spoilers when his daughter dies it's then it frees him up to then you know what i'm saying like that's what i mean where i'm talking about the film like has this weird thematic cold tone of just like all of our human connections and these human things in a way tie us down and once we're able to sever them, we're a lot. We can then really well, do amazing I mean, if things. you think uh, if it, you think about Damien Chazelle's film so far, I oh no, I say that's exactly yeah. why I'm saying I, this yeah. is because yeah, of his other agree. films. His yeah. films are and, always about and, what we sacrifice for greatness, right? And I guess to me, in those other films, I was, I, I think, especially in Whiplash, um, but the other films, I was, you know, in La La Land, I was m- more okay with it. Not okay with it. But I don't. I don't know. It was presented in a way that felt less um, cold and less cynical, I guess. And this, it, it just kind of felt more. Um, I don't know, for lack of a better term, depressing. Like it was like, oh, well, that's a bummer. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's similar themes between the main characters of the different films. But yeah, what they're willing to sacrifice for greatness, like Chris said. Um, but I think it, it's just a different perspective a different human going yeah. through that same event and he just happens to be a different person that yeah that's true i suppose you know um anyways well chris we've yeah. been talking a lot what are, what, are, what are your thoughts overall i mean i i don't know if i would say i loved it uh there are things about it that i love i i do say overall i really liked it though though it is it is my least favorite of his movies so far but uh no i really liked it i mean kind of about just the same things you've already said like i i was really into the scenes in like the cockpits like they would constantly like i think when it was the apollo one and they do it like every time but i remember specifically in the apollo one one that uh it was just every all the all the sounds were turned all the way down right you're just listening to all the creaks and all these other like sounds yeah. that they would be hearing, and it's just like, oh man, that would be super nerve wracking because you're just in this giant metal tin yeah. can thing that they're going to shoot into space, and you know you have to listen to all these creakings, just it sitting still here. Yeah, right. I mean, I think they did an amazing job of just like reinforcing and instilling the sense, at least for me, of man, how did we ever do anything in space? We should have all died. Like, that's how we get... That thing is going to fall apart. Like, we're so used to modern sci-fi and and modern just technology of just like, yeah, okay, you shoot a thing into space and it's all fine. And you look back and, like, it it was just like guys in tin cans and just like, what... They everyone should have de- been dead. There's no, like that. It's crazy that, that they were shooting people in space in those things. Yeah, no, I had that exact same feeling. Like it's, it's, yeah. You can't understate how like you guys. We have to remind ourselves as humans every like twenty years. We went to the freaking moon. Like I don't. We're we're awesome. We're freaking human beings. We went to the moon. We're awesome. Uh, but, but I mean that yeah. the music. Uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, obviously I really love the ending of the film, but I, I was actually really engaged in the, you know, the first two thirds of the film with like his relationship with people. And uh, I mean, it's Ryan Gosling and he's really good at what he does. 
uh, yeah, which is for the most part acting cold and emotionless on screen. <laughs> but <laughs> um, like, you know what it is? Like, I I thought his acting was great, and I thought the character was fine. I think part of it was just my like, if it wasn't supposed to be Neil Armstrong, let's say it was just a slightly fictionalized version of our journey to the moon, and he was just bob rando got a new guy i would have been no issues with it right like that's just that character that's fine but because i already have a perception of this of neil armstrong as a historical figure that's that's where it kind of felt weird which which is what i found interesting about it because i mean one i mean who's to say that this isn't like the true neil armstrong right yeah i know i agree but uh Like I also really liked Corey Stroll, Strolls. Yeah, uh, like his, his, yeah. that was that was an unexpected character portrayal too, right? You're like, whoa, yeah. Buzz Aldrin's uh, he's a pretty callous. Uh, well, it's funny too because, but that actually fits well, my perception of Buzz, Ald- Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, really. In reality, well, just well, because like charismatic and yeah, he's like outspoken. Like, exactly, and like it's funny because. In a lot of pop culture stuff, it's if you like Buzz Aldrin guest starred on The Simpsons. He had a voice. He guest starred in Thirty Rock. 30 making, Rock like yeah. you know what I mean? Like like that was Buzz Aldrin, and that fits with that character. He's like he's willing. He's more charming. Like during that yeah. press conference was a great moment during that press conference. Yeah, and that perfectly encapsulated their two kind of personalities, or at least in the film, what they were going for. And the Buzz fit the bet. You know, fit my perception of who Buzz Aldrin was in reality. Whereas Neil Armstrong, I'm like, is he really that standoffish? I didn't know he was, but it, right. maybe he was. That's maybe why he's not as, you know, in much, as much pop culture and willing to do these types of things. Right. I don't yeah, know. That's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that I really liked, uh, when the, what was it? The, uh, his first mission, the docking mission. Yeah. Uh, up in space, I forget what it was called. The Gemini. Uh, yeah, it's funny they all say Gemini. Oh yeah, people. It's funny at, at work we have like code words, and Gemini is a code word. But I'm gonna, I from now on, I'm start saying Gemini, and everyone's gonna be like, "What the heck are you talking about, Gemini?" <laughs> but uh, like when when they lose control of it and it's spinning, and you, the camera's just like pointed out the window, and you're just like, yeah, watching it go completely bonkers and everything yeah. like that. I thought that was. Uh, fantastic shot that probably yeah that was that probably made a lot of people sick so one thing i have a comment on that part and as it relates to the rest of the film that you know um so i wanted to know what had happened with that they never gave us an explanation right they after the events and they get questioned and there's the press conference and there's all these other things right they never provide the audience an explanation as to what happened and I think they do but it's a one-off line and maybe yeah i didn't he, gather what it was because he says something about it was a thruster on their ship that had gone off when it shouldn't have versus they they initially thought it was on the ship they were docking with right the apollo yeah, yeah i mean i, I guess that, that is what so happened that's that's what yeah that is what happened and yeah I, I okay you're right i think it's I, just a one-off line where it's during the debriefing of or whatever right and he's like this is what happened and that was it they did yeah it and really. i get you can't i guess the idea is you want to spend too much time in the nitty-gritty of it because the film's already spending a lot of time on the engineering of it yeah. all but for me i i if you're gonna spend the time to at least muddle the film down into that at least provide a clear explanation i think you owe that to the audience because if you're if you're asking them to be invested in the first place well then you know follow through complete it at least 
offer that to them. So I, I think there was a couple of occasions in that, throughout the film where they're struggling through some sort of technical issue, um, and they don't ever provide a satisfying resolution. Um, which maybe that's just because of who I am. I want to know these things, um, but I still feel like in terms of filmmaking, you still want to provide a closure to those little smaller stories. Yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying. I, I guess I didn't mind as much, but I did remember thinking like, okay, I guess, I guess they won't, aren't going to explain it. And I guess I just kind of like, well, okay, I guess I don't need a specific explanation, but I get some sort of closure would have been nice. I, I do think that in, Overall, I think they were trying to just like because there was a lot of scenes where they just cut like right. We never see them come back from the moon, or once they fix that part, they cut and he's back on Earth. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they they cut a lot of that clutter, which I think in those in that regard that's, is really that's good. Okay. It's smart, right? right? Like they're it's really smart. Okay, we don't need to see them. We got that he made it out of the crisis and they're fine. Sure, or we get we're gonna put two together, but I think. You're right. In some of those, they kind of maybe lost a little bit of the thread that yeah. might have been helpful to kind of connect with the rest of the, or at least, like you said, kind of pay off for what was going on. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a couple more thoughts. I was kind of comparing this against his other previous two films. And it's what's interesting is that this is the most mundane of the three films. Yeah. Right? It's the most grounded, which is... I'm kind of using that word to be mm-hmm. punny, but um, it, you know, like it's, I think he intentionally did that to make the film feel not fantastic. Right. Like yeah. to make it feel real that we, it was hard. We f- went to the moon, but it was freaking like tooth and nail blood and guts or sweat or whatever. Um, <laughs> guts. Oh, well, guts. I guess Intestines that's probably, on the floor. that may have been in poor taste. Um, whereas a film about drumming was freaking like, you know, it was fantastic. It was like insane. It was cerebral. It was psychedelic even, uh, or even La La Land, which, well, it, it kind of suspended reality quite a few times. Right. Yeah. But yeah. it was just about acting and singing. Yeah, right? I don't know. So I felt it was kind of interesting, right? Like how it's so. Yeah, opposite. I know. I totally get what you're saying. I think too, um, like, well, La La Land and this were the same cinematographer, yeah. so it was kind of interesting. And I could kind of see that too, just because it was more dynamically shot. I feel, um, just in terms of like even the stuff Chris you were mentioning with the camera outside the window when it was spinning and right like the thing. But I think one thing that stood out to me is I think with those other films. The, the characters stood out right like right when you think of mm-hmm. when you think of whiplash you the what stands out to in my mind are the characters right specifically oh yeah M- miles and, uh um j jones jameson uh but <laughs> with, with and same with la la land to an extent right i think that it's the characters that stand out in your mind like obviously the music but the the vibrancy of those two characters yeah like those like whereas this i don't know if i will remember it for the characters no, I don't think I will either. Like I'll remember I, I might it for remember th- it for Ryan Gosling kind of his performance, but not the character, if that makes sense. No, hundred percent it does, yeah. Yeah. Um So I don't know. I think that but I think that kind of speaks to what you're saying in terms of the differences in the scale and right? Whereas yeah, those the films scale, have these crazy characters, bigger than life characters. Right. And this one the characters were just like, yeah, they're just they're just Normal pe- people, and that's who went to the moon. Normal people. 
Yeah. It's, sometimes in situations like this, uh, you know, the expression like stranger than fiction, right? Like reality yeah. is strange. I always feel, I personally disagree with that statement, but, um, uh, and I think to me, this is like, like, what is it? This is, this, this disproves that, right? Where even though this is the most fantastic something that humans have ever done, it was also far less fantastic than fictional stories about mundane things. Does that make sense? It's like yeah. the exception that proves the rule. Is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I don't get what you're saying, but dang, well. <laughs> dang it. let's cut that part out. Cut it out. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot. I really like that scene where he abandons his wife at the party and then goes to stand in the dark. Yeah. Like, in terms of acting, I felt like that was one of the times that Ryan Gosling did that in the movie. Um, Yeah. The times that he acted? Yeah. Um, (laughs) That was a good acting he did there, Ryan Gosling. But no, like, I mean, yeah. In... I don't know. I, I I think the movie, maybe part of the point of the movie is to make people really wonder who Neil Armstrong was in the first place. So maybe, right? Like so, maybe so get the point people of, to the, research. Wait. So the point of the movie was to make them wonder, but not answer the question. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. I mean, wait. Is he still alive? No, he died uh, nah. in like twenty twelve or mo- something on the moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he never came actually. Home. You know, as I was watching, I was like, you know, I wish more films just like completely things that were you know that are historic historical films just completely just like altered history. Ending. Yeah, just like it comes to mind is um, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, right? Like, yep. To me, that ending works so well. I love it. Like, what? Like, I, that would have been great if they just like died on the moon. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, at the end of the so rad. Yeah. No, no, no. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. Here's what hap- Here's the alternate ending to the movie. So they're on the moon for whatever eleven minutes, yeah. and then Buzz is like, "All right, Neil, come on, it's time to go home." And then Neil's like, "I'm not going home. Not really." <laughs> And he just stays there, and, stays and there's a the... shot of him like waving his yeah, stick. he flies away. <laughs> part, part, of and just like the audience is like, "What?" what? <laughs> and then you, would, but you would have a whole bunch of people who thought that would, yeah, that was it reality. Too. That would be great. They'd be like, "Yeah, did you know that we left someone?" <laughs> part, part of me was wondering He's if we were going to go uh, full ten Cloverfield Lane. And just have it be like this one movie, and then at the very last couple of minutes, like he gets on the moon, and then both him and Buzz get like murdered by like some alien or something. That well, okay, is like an invasion for Earth, and then all of a sudden. So what's weird is that it. I think one thing I didn't appreciate about being the first man on the moon is that it's probably super duper scary. The idea that he was standing on that yeah. landing pad and wasn't you know, had to kind of test the surface yeah. first. Like, I didn't even think about that. It's like, well, what do you mean? It's just the surface of the moon. Big yeah. deal. But then those shots where he's just staring out into the moon's horizon, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, crap. Is, there, is an alien going to come up? Or like, oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. no. There's no aliens on the moon. And, and but you know what I mean? Too. Like, it's kind of, it's that feeling where it's it's the fear of the unknown. Like, he, it's the last frontier you yeah. know that, you, well even with the quarantine stuff they're talking well, you gotta be in quarantine for three weeks it's like now we look on it and that sounds silly it's right. like it's the freaking moon what are they gonna but at the time it's like yeah we don't know yeah. who, who knows yeah. what if there's right? some like right? and that would that'd be horrifying just like it would be that'd be crazy <laughs> they should have also done that 
when Buzz came back, he got moon sickness and <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He got psychic powers. I don't know. Who cares? I mean Oh, uh, another another thing I found really interesting was how he handled the goodbyes with his kids. Like I'm I'm still <laughs> dissecting that scene, I guess. Like that his oldest son just gives him a handshake. That's I, I guess that kind of contributes a little bit to what I'm speaking about too, and that he basically I guess, I don't know, like it, it, it seems to put this idea of respect and this idea of like, you know, professional, you know, spirit of, of, of manliness, for lack of a better term, and, and just like manifest destiny. And this, this demands respect, not love. Right? Does, do yeah. you kind of get what I'm saying? No, I totally get that, yeah. And, and so it's hard to not look at that with a little bit of a depressing eye. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. It it still sucks. Like, yeah, we went to the moon. I'm not going to pretend like that's not the greatest, amazing, freaking crazy thing we've ever done. But it sucks that we had to – he basically – I mean, the ending shot says it all. He's no longer the same person. He had to basically – he's now in a separate world than, ever, than his wife, the person he should be closest to. He has yeah. had to sever that connection. It's no longer the same relationship. Yeah, no, for sure. Also, I want to point out that Chris's two favorite scenes were the one where he abandons his wife at the party, and then the scene where he's cold and callous to his children. Just want to point that out. What are you trying to say? What, what are you trying to say? I'm just. <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to say? I'm just saying it gave him, it gave Ryan Gosling something to do other than to stare blankly at things. <laughs> it's a sign of a good director <laughs> giving your actors something to do <laughs> but i mean there's got to be like some truth to this right because this was based off of a uh, well a, i am curious like a like, biography even, like, right this was based off a biography done it was that was it based off of a specific book or just like a collective series of no it was based off of an official biography <laughs> okay. uh, first man the life of neil armstrong Okay. Well, what I was curious about too is just any of the historical event, like any of the events, like like the Apollo One mission or the docking crisis. Like, was there really a crisis? Yes. Or did they embellish it? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Like with any film, you have to embellish, right? Not just embellish. Sometimes embellish, but you basically have to adapt, right? Like life doesn't always fall into a three act structure. There's not always rising and falling drama in the way that we expect art to follow. So there's right. some things that they either cut out or added or change the timing of, or they change the scale of. Like you know what I mean? Like, and I'm curious to know. I guess not curious enough to type it into Google because that's all it takes now. But you know what I mean? Like it. It would be. It's interesting to think of like how they adapted and what they did have to change for dramatic purposes. Something that we think of is like, oh, this is such a grounded reality. It's like, well, maybe, but I don't think we should put too much stock in I'm gonna it Google being it like right perfect reality. That's true. Wait, what are you googling? Gemini Eight. Oh. Was that the one that went wackadoo? Yeah, yeah. All right, Let's Chris, read see. us the entire history of it on the podcast. All right. Also, that is kind of crazy too. Like, think about like, okay, that was a success. Like, think of how you conduct science and just like any sort of test run of anything. 
we like as someone who works in just gaming, which is like the lowest risk thing you could possibly come up with. But we we test things literally thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of times before we let anyone even think about getting their hands on it from the public. Right. They threw like one spaceship in the sky that did not work. It failed and almost died. Good enough. We're putting it up there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you're not trying to beat Russia to make the next video game, Sean. That's there's not as much pressure. That's true. We're okay, trying to yeah, so... beat Poland though with CD Projekt Red. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Uh, I mean, obviously embellished for cine- cinematic reasons, but yeah, no, that was basically what happened. There was an engine malfunction and it caused it to uh, spin. It was a later bit. thought that the damaged wiring caused one of the thrusters to become stuck in the on position. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. That's all they needed to say. I guess they said it. <laughs> but in reality, was it just like, oh, this thing's on? Click. That's fixed. No, it's you know a, what I mean? it says it happens almost exactly as it was, it was shown yeah. in the movie, right? It says that about the time that they were out of contact with ground, the docked spacecraft began to roll, and I'm st- I can't believe we're doing this in the podcast. I'm just reading off Wikipedia right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it began to roll. They uh, undocked at early- from earlier advice. Like I assume it was somebody who was from the mm-hmm. ground or mission control was like, "Hey, if this starts to happen, you should probably try undocking or whatever." Uh, but they found that then the roll increased dramatically to the point to where they were turning about once per second. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it was essentially what happened in the movie. Yeah, interesting. Right. I guess it pa- you passed this time, Ryan, Damien, Giselle. Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Damien. Giselle. Damien, Giselle. Giselle Bunchen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we haven't me. really, okay, so we haven't really talked about uh, Claire Foy and his, his wife in uh, the movie. I so going in there was a lot of a lot of praise behind her her character and everything like that in the movie but i don't know like i i I feel like she just appeared in some scenes like (laughs) like i didn't yeah i don't disagree i know uh and she would just appear at like an 11 right (laughs) and then it it would the the scene would then just like end at what, 11? What yeah, you like, you remember when she just, like, goes storming into Mission Control, is talking to Ron Livingston, and like, you're just uh, a bunch of boys, right? And Ron Livingston's not in this movie. Wasn't that Ron Livingston? No. Who was the guy that? from Game Night? What? I don't think it's Ron. No, I know who you're talking about, but it's not Ron Livingston. No, it's... No, it's Ron Livingston. Who? Do you mean John Livingston? Or is it is it Ron? This is really important, listeners. All right, anyway. Bear with us as we figure this out. Was that not Ron Livingston? There, Ron Livingston was not in this movie. Kyle Chandler is who you're thinking of. Was that Kyle Chandler? Well, the, yes. he looks exactly like Ryan Livingston. Well, any, anyway. Livingston. <laughs> All right. In any case, what did you mean that she was at 11? She came in at She 11. came in like, like, a, like a hurricane, like meta, like... She was ramped up and ready to kick oh, butt and take okay. names. And then he just says, hey, it's going to be all right. And she's like, all right, then. Bye. And I, that, and but that goes back to what you were saying a little bit, too, or kind of what we're both saying in terms of, like, sometimes they would cut. Like, what was the point of that scene? I, I, I mean, yeah. I get the point of the scene, but what was the the consequences of that scene? Nothing. Yeah, right. It, yeah. 
I mean, I mean I, I, yeah, I, I don't. Well, I don't. I'm not going to fault her acting for that, though. No, no, no. no, 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 no I don't. Sorry, think I don't mean right. as a comment on her acting at all. I just mean in terms of a lot of the character stuff overall, and just how a lot, what I meant earlier when I talked about the first third, two thirds of the film was just like, all right, because I felt like there was a lot of scenes that really didn't have a lot of consequences or bearing on. Oh yeah, actually... no, I 100% agree with that. I thought we were just I thought we were talking about Claire Foy. No, sorry. I was tapping into what I was saying earlier. But yeah, yeah, yeah in general, okay. I agree, Chris, like she was just kind of like there. She was good. I she was the good. moments that she was in, she was good. But she's not so, I won't remember this movie for her like, "Whoa, what a character. That character yeah. was." Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. Jan yeah, yeah. Armstrong, you know. She had she some there. boys that didn't listen to her very often. Yeah, I always felt like like <laughs> what is going on in that house? Every single scene, they're running around like maniacs. Like what the like? I don't know. That was a weird element to the movie. I mean, it was interesting too. During the scene when she's listening to the radio and they have like the photographers there, like I kind of want to look up those photos of like you know because I'm I'm sure they're right. They're based on real. They're here's yeah. historical photos of Jane Armstrong while her husband is spinning a million miles an hour <laughs> yeah i i'm and i thought they were going to show us some of that kind of junk at the end of the movie right because yeah. sometimes, sometimes these historical movies will do that yeah. and it's kind of fun like side by sides or or, or whatever but they didn't yeah. give us that so i was i was yeah i haven't I what haven't happens to them i need to know what happens what did his she does look actually they did a good job i'm looking at her pictures of her now yeah <laughs> me too. they did a good job of looking making her look like her kind of yeah, I mean, she didn't look like Claire Foy. They did a good job of making her look not like Claire Foy. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, they got Just divorced. Of... Who got divorced? Oh, Jane and Neil. Oh, see, Man. that's what I'm saying. That's what the ending. I'm... See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, to once, sacrifice. Once again, I'm, I'm tickled pink that now we're all just on Wikipedia. <laughs> I know yeah. this is this is not our finest <laughs> moment. We need to do research ahead of time. Uh, it's fun if they follow as we do. We follow along, listeners. You could also Google images of Jane Armstrong. <laughs> what did his sons it's... go on to do? Let's also no. We don't need to get that far <laughs> down. It's, it's okay. Long story short, I I, I, I really like the movie. It wasn't perfect, but it had a lot of interesting uh, cinematic moments. Good camera work. Great. Do you think sound composition you, and everything? I think. Do you, I think this movie is almost a lock for the sound awards at i was gonna say do you think the, it'll be nominated for a fair bit like some of the big awards I th- like best i don't acting, know about the big ones that's... i you know i could see it getting i could see like claire and ryan getting nominated, nominated. just because yeah. of what the movie is and that yeah. whole politics that goes into play but mm. all in all i think it it winning it doesn't really stand a chance in those in that sense but i think yeah. it stands a really good chance of winning the technical awards some of the technical words. Yeah, I, it, I, 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 I did find myself, though, a lot of times comparing it to things like Gravity, which I felt yeah. was maybe it was just because it was more boisterous. I don't know. Um, it did like the sound and the, the awness, the, just the awesomeness of space and just like being out there, I felt was better kind of conveyed from like Gravity. But maybe that was kind of the point that it wasn't about trying to make space flight like this epic romantic thing. Was and romantic. Glamorous. It was just like showing the reality of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess it could be intentional, but I just mean it didn't really it, it, it didn't feel as, you know, 
cosmic, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was saying before, you know, how it yeah. feels more grounded. It feels more mundane, even though it's yeah. something fantastic. Um, and yeah, I completely agree with the comparisons to gravity. And you you feel like you're lost in space, right? You feel like yeah. you have that sense of uh, disorientation. Yeah, and they, and they obviously do things like in, in gravity where they like play up where things are definitely produced, but they're produced to create an emotional res- response. And I think it's effective, but like all of the shots of the earth and the moon, and it's just like beautifully lit and perfectly like, right. Whereas in this, they rarely emphasize, there's a couple shots where they'll, he kind of looks and there's earth in the background, but they never like, when you think of a movie about space and filmed in space of the moon, you immediately start thinking of like, oh, we're going to have these amazing shots of the earth cresting the horizon over the moon. Like, but they don't do any of that. Right. And I think that, again, I think it's intentional, but it also makes it harder to instill those emotional reactions because. I'm, you know, like, right. I you, you would expect a, a big swell right in the music. Yeah, exactly. With, with and they don't do that. Shots. And that's good. I, I guess I, I give them credit for the kind of more subtle touches on those things and it not playing to the more obvious kind of heartstrings and our kind of emotional yeah. sense of wonder and and I mean not adventure, saying not but... saying that you guys disagree with this but I mean I it kind of goes back to like uh when Ryan was talking about like him standing on the land the lander for a bit before taking that first step right yeah. like staying like the end of the day and they've said this and once again I'm not saying you guys disagree with this but it, it's about Neil and it's not yeah. and not saying it's not about getting to the moon but it, that's just like the setting right like yeah, the sure. story is focused on neil which is why the swell doesn't happen when he's on the moon right the swell happens when he's about to get there right it's that last yeah. challenge to land on the moon and everything like that that's where the swell is right that that dramatic yeah. build-up uh and i feel like you see that throughout the film overall it's just it's so so much more focused on Neil and his grief uh, than it is on the achievement of going to the moon, which uh, regardless of what people say outside of the movie, I, I like that it's an interesting take on that, right? Because you don't normally have that. People would let this film be engulfed in the achievement of going to the moon rather than the achievement of the man. Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely appreciate that for sure. And and those moments are more, I think, in some ways a little bit more authentic, like you were saying, when he's kind of like, can't, you know, hesitating to take the first step. And those moments do, or when they're spinning out of control, they feel more, you know, while they may not be as epic, they feel more real, I guess, I suppose. Like I could understand feeling those exact things if I was in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, all um, all in all, like, did you guys feel like you this you missed him planting the flag on the moon? <laughs> it's so un-American. <laughs> this film is a communist propaganda. <laughs> oh my god, it's so stupid! I can't believe. I anyone... was surprised that they revealed the whole thing was a big hoax uh, orchestrated <laughs> by Stanley Cooper. All right, that's wrap, guys. Cut, and then they walk out of the soundstage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ryan Gosling takes I, his honestly, off. They're like, Gosling, Mr. Gosling, can you come over here, please? They said that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling was playing the actor. Like, he played himself, who was an actor from the 60s, playing the yeah. Uh It's funny because all the 
quote unquote controversy of the not play, playing the flag. But this, there's freaking American freaking flags everywhere. This film is so American. Yeah. Who, what psych, psycho retail, like, idiots can claim <laughs> this is anti back, right? like this is un-american what's even funny because i didn't is, see them physically plant up yeah like the, the shot afterwards like you it's can in see, the moon you, you see can, it stand yeah. at the moon <laughs> but it's all it's all people that never watched the movie right and they're yeah, just exactly. like they heard about it and they're just like oh. but no like once again even before i saw the movies like it's so clear that the focus isn't on america getting to the moon the focus this is a character piece it's about neil armstrong and in that context and in that context i could care less about a flag being planted on the moon sure also looking at pictures of neil armstrong he they did he actually did a good job making him kind of look like him i guess still looks like ryan gosling but in terms of what their looks are like okay yeah, I also found that there was a, a a good amount of humor in this movie overall, right? Like intentional, unintentional, blah 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 blah, right? But like well, uh, like the the bit when they first when he first gets brought onto the project, they all got brought on the project, and they go into the freaking uh, gyro spinner, right? Yeah, and then he's like, "Let's do it again. Let's try it again." And then it cuts to him vomiting all over a bathroom. And he's kind of cleaning up, and then Ed or whatever his name was comes in like right after him, and he just like silently points to the stall, and the guy just freaking like that was humorous, that was fun, fun little vomit jokes, and like the conference with Buzz Aldrin, the the joke, you know, him being like, if there's one thing you could take, Neil, what would it be? He's like more fuel, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, but that the reason that was funny because it wasn't funny. Like everyone, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's intentional, right? Oh, so yeah, I, I actually, the humor may be uh, slightly off for me. I watched this movie entirely alone. Um, so I, I, I had what was that funny in your audience? I mean, it was funny to me. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> there was one thing that everyone my audience at. wasn't approving. Of oh, that. the one thing it was fun. I think there was a couple chuckles here and there, but for the most part, the only thing that really got a laugh was when he's saying bye to his kids. Or, oh, oh, when when his wife is like, you know, is your dad's gonna go away, and his son's like, he's going to the moon. Okay, can I go outside oh. and play? Or I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I laughed so hard at that part. I I've yeah. you want to remember that, but I was laughing so hard that I can't remember the way the line and the way it was delivered. That but that was the funniest moment, for me. and you know, the biggest laugh in my audience. It was I God, I can't remember what it, the line was, but yeah, it was just pretty funny. Just, that reminds me also just like before he sits down with his kids how he was just trying his hardest to avoid that conversation because he just was not yeah. invested anymore on that level right like man, that was good that was good I kind of hope yep. that is what Neil was like <laughs> okay sure uh, alright so closing any closing comments um first man was a movie about man he was the first one of them <laughs> that was that was uh adam that was adam it was the moon's adam it was about moon adam <laughs> moon aliens moon worms uh I, I i did like it i just didn't i think we've all said it we didn't love it i don't know if i'd watch it again like i'm glad i saw it 
But I, I guess there was nothing. There's nothing that really makes me want to go back and revisit it. I suppose it was. I give it a seven out of thumbs. <laughs> so you really loved it. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, no, I, I I pretty much agree. I agree. Yeah. Cool. That's good. All right. So, uh, what are we talking about next? Uh, maybe 